You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, you up, and it is Thursday. Wow, week is crawling by. Um, I am actually in my car right now. I am driving to um, return my car that was lent to me. Oh my God. My dad is following behind me and just got honked at so severely by someone. That was really satisfying to see. I got to be honest. So I'm returning my car to the dealership that was loaning it to me very generously. Uh, But my time is up and um, I don't get to drive a sweet Mercedes Benz anymore with a dope license plate that says I'm down for 10 boyfriends. Um, So this is my last ride in it. But um, my dad is following behind me and... I guess he's just, even though he's not like following me, like he knows where we're going. So there was no reason for him to pull out in traffic. And he's such a safe, slow driver. So that was really satisfying to see him like get honked at for being like not safe and slow. Cause I'm always the one whenever we drive together that he's like, Jesus Christ. And you know, he just crawls. Like he's so obnoxious. He, he hates, my dad hates Expending energy and global emissions unnecessarily. So, like, he won't, if there's a stoplight like a mile ahead, he'll just like stop putting on the gas and just like kind of uh, like almost go in neutral because he drives a stick and just like glide up to it. And it's annoying because he's like, I don't need to rush to a stop stoplight. And it's like, I know, but sometimes it turns green quicker than you get to it anyway it's super annoying and I'm just so glad he got honked at um but he's gonna drive me home because I'm dropping this car off it has been nice to be able to drive it around um free but I guess I gotta buy a car there's a lot of things I gotta do I'm headed to LA on um I'm going out of town this weekend to Arkansas with uh my sister and two of my best friends from high school and we're getting a cabin in the woods so I'll be doing the show from there one day. And I think you'll hear from me also on Monday because um, I'll still be there. Uh, but I'm flying out Sunday night. What, whatever. You guys don't need to know that. I always record these one day before. I don't need to tell you that every single time. But it kind of messes up my timeline. But um, so I'm flying to L.A. on Sunday night because I'm doing a thing on Tuesday that I can't talk about. But I can't wait to tell you. Anyway, so I'm flying to LA then. And what was my point in all of this? It was to tell you something. Oh yeah. I um when I get back in town from LA, I really think I got to get my own place. My parents have been gone the past week as I've as you've known. And um and Andrew was here for some of it and that was fun. But then I was alone for like 4 days. And I don't I don't like being alone and when they got home, I last night I was like so freaking excited to see them and hang out with them. Cause I mean, they're awesome to be around when we're just chilling and like the day is kind of done and there's nothing to be cleaned or there's no guys coming over to look at the AC unit. And my mom doesn't have to rush around and go to like when there's shit to be done, there's like a anxiety in the house that I'm sure I contribute to. And today having not been around it and then today around it, I'm kind of like, I, I got to be a grown woman and get my own place. And I'm sure they're tired of having me there. It's been long enough. So that's, I'm going to put that into motion when I get back so I can um, get an apartment here in St. Louis. I cannot believe it. If you would have told me that (laughs) 
I would be living in St. Louis ever, 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 like permanently or like even semi-permanently, I would have laughed and been like, like the last time I lived here was when I was 25 and I moved to New York and I never looked back. But now I'm just going to move back for, who cares? I'll just get an apartment for a year. And even if I decide to move before then, it's fine. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move on. Um, but it was nice having them come home last night. I was in the middle of speed dating. I, I uh, hope you guys watched. It was like, okay. The last time I did it was really fun because like Andrew was there and th- there was like more I don't know I was kind of like learning how to do it still so I didn't feel as much pressure and then last night I was just like the whole time like is this entertaining this is feels way too vulnerable I think it's one of the most vulnerable things I've ever done and yes I've talked about like my vagina and my sex life on stage and all those things and eating disorders and stuff but like going on dates and actually taking them seriously while people are watching and I know people are saying shit and talking amongst themselves and judging and all that stuff was truly um I have a lot of respect for people who have put themselves through the the bachelor bachelorette process like it was not easy and because you just think oh my god I'm I'm saying the dumbest things I am it's hard because like I said I'm used to being in control and being funny and knowing when punchlines are and knowing that I can be funny but I oh here's the other thing I don't you can't make jokes so much when you're on a date because guys don't like it (laughs) because so many of my jokes are like almost I don't know everything I thought to say last night I was like put a plug in it glazer a butt plug put a plug in it because it just would have cut any kind of sincerity in the moment and dates are supposed to be sincere and I know that you can joke I know that there's room to like have jokes and But so much of comedy is like sarcastic And it's like cutting the real moment It's like comedy comes from a place of I'm uncomfortable so I'm going to make a joke To make this To get me out of this real moment So it's actually the opposite of comedy Dating And I realized that as I was on a date I was like I feel disabled right now And I don't like it And I just I just wasn't that entertaining I just didn't feel like I was that fun And, And I will say the thing that I mean, the dates were very short and I was asking a lot of questions because I was, you know, trying to keep it going. But and if anyone's listening that was on a date with me, I don't hold this against you because you were probably nervous, too. But it really and this is really embarrassing to admit, but none of them were like, you look pretty or like you look nice. I've constantly gone on dates with guys and they let me just tell you guys, girls like to hear they look pretty always. If we are if we're showing up for a date, tell us we look pretty. Tell us we look nice. You don't have to say pretty, nice, whatever is true for you. At least we look something. Give us something. No one. Um, some of the guys asked me questions about myself, which was nice. But I just felt like there wasn't a lot of back and forth. But that was that was probably on me because I was really running the convos. But I don't know. I just, I sometimes feel ridiculous saying that, like, tell me I look pretty. Um, because sometimes I'm like, well, maybe they don't think you look pretty. But I did. I mean, the comments said I looked like people that were watching said I did. (laughs) And I'm just like, so then it makes me think that these guys are just doing it because they, they don't really like me. They like, or they're not attracted to me. I mean, I have all these fears of like people not actually being attracted to me and 
liking me for other reasons or like uh, you know when guys say they're sapiosexuals and they're attracted to like intellect I'm like Ugh, and they like me because of that I'm like no 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 I don't want that I don't I don't need that kind of validation I know I'm smart and funny I want you to tell me I'm pretty and with that I have to get gas before I return this car uh, car I will be back with more show probably in the car with my dad um, maybe not because I bet he'll be like I don't want to talk and drive it's unsafe I got it done here did a pretty good job hey guys I'm back um about like 45 minutes later I returned the car and then I got in the car with my dad and um and I just was like feeling anxious because I have so much to do tonight Uh, I can't get into details but I have to like shoot um a couple things for this tv show I'm doing next week and um it's like four hours of um shooting at home of different stuff and it's a lot to get done but it's fine because it'll be fun I'm and one of the things I'm shooting is with a celebrity that I can't believe I'm getting to meet and it's going to be over zoom and he, he's doing a thing that I kind of wrote. So I'm kind of nervous about, is it funny enough? All this stuff. So that's where my head's at. I got in the car with my dad and I'm just trying to be, and my parents are involved in a shoot tonight too. And they're like very stressed out about their part in it. And I'm stressed out about my part. So it's just like a lot uh, to handle, but it's fine because it's going to happen. It'll be over and then it'll be done. It's just like, it's already, it pretty much already happened at some, like I was talking to um, a friend last night. We were both, I don't even, I guess I could say who it is, but it, I was talking to a comedian friend of mine and we were both lamenting about how life seems so uncertain right now and what are we supposed to do and what are we going to do next? And then we got into talking about how there's no free will and um, like Sam Harris, that book free will that I'm obsessed with, like. It pretty much proves that you have no choice in anything you do and that everything that happens, you think you have a choice, but you don't. And I know you're like, no, I have a choice. Well, you, you actually don't read the book free will. It's not, it doesn't take that long to read and you'll understand that everything like the sentence I'm saying right now has already, I didn't choose to say it, even though I am thinking I'm choosing the right words to say, I'm really not. It's just happening thoughts and you think things and you go, well, I thought to do that and then I did it. But where did the, where did the thought come from? Did you think to think the thought? No, it just appears. Where does it come from? No one knows. But my friend and I both are well-versed in this theory and we sometimes forget it. But it's nice to remember because that means everything that's happening could only happen this way. A lot of times people go like, oh man, if I could go back and take, I would, if I could do this over, well, you do the same exact thing because you only do what you were going to do. There's no other option you don't have any perspective when you go back in time. You wouldn't, yeah, if you went back in time and like you knew the outcome later, but if you did the thing again, you would do the exact same thing. So whatever I'm saying right now is exactly what was always meant to be said. I know this is sounding trippy. I'm not on any drugs right now besides caffeine, a lot of it. But that just like gives me peace to know that like whatever's going to happen tonight is already going to happen. It's like already decided. I just have to live it out. So it's fine. But that's like always what I'm filled with is like the dread of having to do it. And I love being on the other side of being done with the thing that, and it's a very exciting thing that I'm doing tonight and shooting and getting to talk to this celebrity that I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe we booked him. Um, it's all exciting, but I'm just looking forward to when I go, okay, thank you so much. It was so fun. Great job. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. That moment. Bliss complete and total bliss being done with things I don't ever enjoy something in the moment I enjoy 
after it's over with literally everything except maybe orgasms and meals. I just, I would like to stay in those moments forever. But I got back in the car with my dad and oh my God, it just spiraled so fast because I was like, you want to get some Starbucks? Because like whenever we're out, it's like, let's go do it. Oh, can you guys hear my mom screaming? I want you guys to hear some of this. No, I don't. It's my parents will, will be, would be upset if they were heard screaming on the thing, but, and they're not screaming. They're just kind of arguing loudly because it's stressful in this house right now, because let me get into why. Um, on the way home or on the way to Starbucks, I mobile ordered it. So it was waiting for us and we are about to be there. And then my dad gets a call and it's like, um, yeah, where are you? And he's like, I assumed it was canceled. And so it's like a nursing home that he performs at calling. And he just assumed because of the pandemic that like everything's canceled. And so he didn't think he had to go to this nursing home. So the guy, I'm hearing it on the speakerphone, the guy's tone was like really, really pissed off. I was like almost like scared for my dad. And that's when I realized that men don't really care when other men are disappointed in them. When someone's disappointed in me and like, okay, well, you were supposed to be here. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you can make it, please show up because all right. Like the guy's tone was that. And I was like wanting to, my bones were rattling in my body. And my dad was just like, yeah, I can be there in 45. And I mean, he was stressed about it, but he wasn't like over apologetic. Like for instance, today, it's just, I think it's the difference between being a man and a woman. And I'm not mad at men. I know there are some men out there who are very overly apologetic, but I think overall men are just like, oh, I fucked up. And they can say sorry, but it's, they don't really react to an attitude at least and maybe this is just me I react to a tone of voice that is disappointed in me with such an apologetic um like just me throwing myself in front of the bus I'm so stupid I'm so sorry you know like I give so much to just tell that person how sorry I am when really like this guy on the other line there's no amount of sorries that would have changed his tone he was just kind of a dick about it um shout out to that guy if he's listening um, but my dad just like hung up and was super stressed out and was like, we can't go to Starbucks. We got to go. And I'm like, I just paid $10 for two coffees. Can I just, we're right here. Can I just run in and see if it's ready? Ran in. Of course it wasn't ready. Got a refund on my app. Boom. Done. Got back in the car. Every stoplight. My dad's like, this is the longest stoplight in the city. I mean, it was just like, I don't know if you come from families like this, but like when stress starts to build, it's like just the worst energy ever of just like everything's a thing everything becomes the most like when there's a rush or someone's late or something it becomes I mean I think that's a normal thing but everything becomes the car in front of us why is this guy driving so slow I go dad I have to remind you that you're often that guy and there's someone behind you that's in a rush to get to a nursing home gig that they forgot about so like it just you know empathy that's what I asked for pe- from people. Um, but I've been late to things before and been screaming at traffic. So I get it. But I was just like, Dad, these people are in a nursing home. They can wait. They've got nothing but time. Um, but what was I going to say before I was talking about the Starbucks thing? Before I was talking about my dad? It was just like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I would have been apologizing so much. And my dad was just like, and I go, when we got off the phone, I was like, 
that guy was kind of a dick. And he was like, yeah, he wasn't very nice. I'm like, wow, that's all I could think about was like, I was so uncomfortable with his tone of disappointment that I wanted to hang up like right away. I was like, take him off the line. I can't even listen to his voice. It makes me want to just tuck and roll out of this car on the highway. I just can't stand people being disappointed in me. I think that's why I'm so scared about tonight is because I'm just scared that the staff that I'm working with in conjunction with on this show that I'm doing is going to be like, these jokes aren't funny enough. You didn't work hard enough. I mean, I'm going out of town tomorrow. I'm taping this show on Tuesday. I'm taping a big chunk of it tonight, but I'm taping it on Tuesday in LA. And I'm going on a girl's trip to fucking Arkansas this weekend. I could have canceled, but I've had it planned for a while. I like paid $1,700 to rent this fucking place. My friends are really excited. So I feel like I can just go. And as long as I feel like in good shape tonight about where I left the show, I'll be fine. So I'm getting it all done. It's all going to happen. It's all going to work out. I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah, I uh, last night after the dates, I didn't one of one of the dates slid into my DMs out of the four that I went on. One was a repeat. The first guy I like I had to just pick someone at random because I couldn't find the people that actually applied because my assistant sent me a list of seven names of guys to look for in the in the requests and I couldn't find their names there were just too many people requesting to go live and it just muddied the waters and I couldn't find these guys so I just picked someone at random turns out it was a guy I went on with the last time I liked this guy's vibe I honestly was like I thought I think he's really cute um but he's just a little bit like he's not given too much he's a little bit a little too cool for school and I guess that's my type because I was very attracted to it and everyone else was like next next like no one liked his vibe and I was like I I could stay on this call I'll pick I'll go on a third date so that was exciting and then the next one was who was the second date I think he was they were all good but I'm trying to remember specifically I think it was the guy yeah that then it was a guy that I dm'd with afterwards and he was really nice and he was the only one to follow up which I really appreciated and um I saw that there was a history of him DMing me, a short history of him sending me nice DMs and um, me kind of ignoring them um, because I was just too busy and like not wanting any man to reach out to emotionally connect with me. So then we DM for a minute and then I had to go to sleep. Uh, But none of the other guys slid in. One of the guys was uh, works at the comedy cellar as a manager there and is kind of like an amateur comedian of sorts so I was kind of like okay what do you really like think I'm cute or it's this about something else which is fine if someone is attracted to me because I'm funny that's fine that's allowed but like I said I would much rather a guy be like I'm I think you're so physically attractive which I know that all fades so who cares but there's just something about my last boyfriend I loved the fact that he oh he was very attracted to me and like always and now that he was always showering me with compliments I don't need to hear it every day but when I looked good he let me know he always let me know when he was physically attracted to me and I really like that not that these guys need to say it on a first date but if we were in person on a first date and the guy doesn't say you look beautiful or you look nice tonight I I note it and I almost can't recover from it and it it uh, uh, that's not true I dated a guy that like literally never said even one compliment to me except one time he told me I was rapeable Cause I was about to go for a run. I have a joke about it, but I was about to go for a run and we were FaceTiming and he was like, yeah, you should go pretty soon. I was like, why? And he's like, it's getting dark out and you're pretty rapeable. And I was legit flattered. I like blushed. So that is sad to admit. 
I am so excited for this weekend to go out of town with my sister and my two best friends, Hala and Kirsten from high school. Um, we're going to Arkansas. Um, I don't know what to expect. We're going to be in the middle of fucking nowhere in a house, not on a lake, but we might run a boat or something. I don't know. I haven't had time to plan any of it because I've been so busy getting this whole trip, LA trip show slash thing planned. Um, and then I was live dating last night, like, and I've, I've been working on another script and have to do podcasts every day. I don't know how anyone who works in this business has a family. Like me having to take care of my parents' two dogs the past five days was so exhausting given all the other stuff I have to do. And I don't have that much going on. I mean, I'm not like touring anymore. I'm not doing stand-up every night. But like, you know, a couple nights ago, I was watching the Zac Efron show and I wanted to do some more of that for my Instagram. And I was like, it's too much work. Like people think it's just, I put work into those, you know, like I have to watch the show, think of something funny, think of the most funny way to say it. Think of the, I do it probably like 20 times sometimes. Sometimes I just get on the first take and then other times I'm like, wait, I got to get, I think of more stuff. And so I didn't even have time to watch TV and like put out, I don't, and then I, a lot of times I don't have time to watch TV or read a book. Um, Yeah. I don't know how I did this at the beginning of quarantine where I overworked myself and then I stepped away from it. And I think a lot of that was because I was depressed. Whoa. What if those fucking line up? Like what if I get depressed when I don't busy myself too much? I mean, that's probably true. Um, I like, I like feeling the stress of having to, to feeling like I'm about to fail, which I do. And guess what? If I do fail, if this thing I'm doing on Tuesday doesn't go well, nothing it doesn't matter like no one cares I think about all the things I've done in the past that I've put so much weight on and yes they've all been great like not all of them but like I've had some great moments on tv I've had some great appearances that have like brought me to the next level in my career but if they wouldn't have gone good whatever would have happened because of that would have been okay too you know like I was just thinking about um like if COVID never happened I I was going to make a TV show for E that I would probably be in the second season of or like working on it right now. I'd be living in New York. I'd be running myself ragged, running around. I don't even know if I want that life. That life right now looks like so bad and I wouldn't have gotten any of this. So like it's good to remember that even when we fail, quote unquote fail, the life that we get from that failure is so could be better than the life if you didn't have it that failure I always have to remember that um that being said I am grateful for living back at home I do need to get my own place and and I'm 36 that is a really old age to be living at home with your parents even during a pandemic and also there's no AC there legit is no AC you remember last week when Andrew and I were talking about it being so hot when my parents finally got back last night and they walked in, they were like, Jesus Christ. And I go, it's been like this before you guys left. You just didn't know because you were living in it. And then you went to Michigan and you experienced what it's like to be in a place with AC. And now you know how bad it is. And so they had a new, they had an AC guy came out today. And oh yeah, this is what I was going to say. A guy came out to give an estimate. And first of all, my mom thinks he overcharged them because we have a Black Lives Matter sign in the front yard. And she's like, I'm. I think I think he's screwing us over because he doesn't like that sign. And I'm like, okay, do you want me to take it down so you can save $700? I don't know. What, what do you want to do? I didn't even put it up. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's up. I was someone that was like, let's get it up. But like, 
well, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. There's a new Trump flag in our fucking neighborhood, and God damn it, I want to rip it down. Or it's weird. I ran past this house the other night, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a Trump flag. Fucking new Trump flag. Like, who is like putting one up now? Like, why now? And then on the way back from my run, there was a car in the parking lot, and there were some people like hanging out talking to whoever was in the car, and it was a black family talking to whoever was in the car. So I don't. Why would anyone who lives in a like it? It just confused me. But I know that there are black people that support Trump. But it was very confusing. I had to look twice and be like, "Is everything okay here? What's happening? Are like you just don't expect to see like a lovely black family talking to people who live in a house with a huge Trump flag, like on their door? It was just bizarre." But this AC unit guy came and gave an estimate for like so much money. My mom is downstairs and she's like, I hear her talking to him and with my dad. And she's like, you know, we're, we're going to get, we're going to have to get another um, bid. I'm really sorry. I, it's just, that's just the way it's going to have to be. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I, I, I can't just, but we're going to get another bid and I'm really sorry. She just kept apologizing. And I'm like upstairs being like, sounds like me. I over apologize for things that you don't need to apologize for getting another bid. That's not like, that's what you do when you get housework done. I've never owned a house, but don't you, if you're getting your kitchen redone, don't you get a couple estimates? That's what an estimate is. They come and they give you, they just start working if it was the final say. Yeah, you you go to, you shop it around. But my mom's over apologizing and she came upstairs. And of course, because I saw myself in her, in her, I got mad at her and was like, why were you apologizing so much to that guy? And she, she's just like, I just, I'm sorry. I just, we need another bid. And I go, I know, but isn't that the way it works? And she goes, I go, I didn't hear him say anything rude. Like, why did you need to like apologize? He wasn't like, you're going to get another bid. What the hell? And like punched a hole in the wall to start working. He, he, I go, was he like weeping quietly? Did I not hear something? Like, why were you overcompensating? And she was like, she was really funny. She goes, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I was like, why? I'm just asking why you over apologize. And she's like, you're being mean. And I was like, you're damn right I am. And guess what? Much like every time you criticize anyone, it's you're criticizing yourself. And I'm going to tell her that later because she was hurt by my reaction. I have to go. I will talk to you tomorrow, probably from the road with my sis. We're driving down to Arkansas and maybe I'll record it. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Keep sending me your cuz. I'm getting a ton of them DM'd. I'm going to compile them and have another cuz dump for you probably tomorrow. Can't wait. um, And I can't wait to tell you the TV thing that I keep alluding to and and haven't been specific about. I'm really sorry to leave you guys out, but it's just, it's them's the rules. Uh, Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'll see you tomorrow. As always, squirt, squirt. Say it with me now. Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.